a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. You're listening to Now This Is Lit, a podcast about Star Wars books, the people who make them, and the readers who can't get enough of them. I'm your host, McDowell. I use she, her pronouns. And today, a very special guest joins me to to talk about the Essential Legends Collection. What is it? Why why is it so important? And um, what, what's coming next? You know, why 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 are Legends books being republished uh with new covers and even though they're the same book why is that why does that matter that's what we're going to talk about today i was very excited to invite a, a, a longtime friend onto my show to talk about legends because um he he is more of an expert in legends than i am uh we used to do a show together uh we don't anymore and that's all i will say about that but this is a great conversation, and I'm so glad that I can finally share it with you. So here is that. I hope you enjoy. So, you're here, and I would like you to tell me why you're here, why you're doing the Star Wars, what you're doing, what are you doing here? Hello. Wow, that's full-on <laughs> interrogation. I feel like I'm Han Solo strapped to that, uh, that comfy chair in Cloud City. You know, the one where he screams and he says, they didn't ask me any questions. Meg, I'm very happy to be with you. It is a pleasure. <laughs> um, Meg and I used to do uh, my other podcast, Legends Look Back, together for uh, quite a while there. And we are finally catching up and getting back in the podcast seat together to talk about some legends. Very excited to do so. Um, I'm one of the people that Meg turns to with her Legends questions. And um, I have so much to say about tonight's topic. It is lovely to be with you, Meg. It is so good to podcast with you again. Like, you know, we've been talking for a little while before we started recording. And as soon as we started, like, we're back in it. It's like we never stopped. It's it a really beautiful feeling. Like, it, yeah, really it really does. does. Isn't that weird? <laughs> I just told you the story of the, the turtle that caused my massive mountain bike crash a couple of weeks ago. And if anybody sees a turtle out there that looks like he's messed a guy up, you know, like a turtle with a with a badge of honor on his shoulder, like... Uh, <laughs> collecting kills like scratching into his shell all the mountain bikers he's taken down you just uh get in touch with meg and she'll get in touch with me and we'll find that turtle because it absolutely derailed my weekend last week if anyone is worried jared is mostly fine that's right he'll, he'll be right. fine <laughs> i was able to climb the stairs uh to give it up here to the podcast studio in order to talk about some legends legends very happy to do so legends jared is one of my favorite <laughs> star wars legends experts on the internet um he knows way more about legends than i ever will no matter how hard i try i cannot read as fast as him i do not have as many legends books as he does and i just i haven't i didn't read as many legends books when uh before they were legends but um here we are so what i'd like to ask my guests that come up to the show to talk to me for some reason um is how you got into star wars books because everyone has a little bit of a different story about like why they are now obsessed with these books so like where did it start for you because i don't know if i've ever asked you that question before yeah it's one of my favorite things to find out from people it is astounding isn't it yeah. how people come at this universe in so many different ways you know, I know people who have like, I went into a Barnes and Noble and I picked a book up off the shelf and I didn't know they had <laughs> Star Wars books. Mine did not happen that way. It happened in the local library. Mm. I grew up in a small town called Chickasha, Oklahoma, uh, 15,000 people, but we had an awesome library. So shout out to all of our local libraries out there, all of the librarians putting in the hard work, especially those librarians who are stocking their shelves with Star Wars books Woo. because it changed my life. Um, our local librarian, her daughter was like a year older than me, and she was big into Star Wars. And so because of her, she's blank check, bought any and all Star Wars books for our small town library. And, uh, you know, I just I stumbled upon the section that had, you know, the like a series. People, I think, have forgotten about this series, like Zorba the Hutt's Revenge. What is that series called? Hmm. 
Is that Galaxy of Fear or is that uh, is that Jedi Prince? Oh. We're really in the weeds. We're only like oh, two minutes into this. I, I I read Galaxy of Fear, but I don't remember it well enough to remember if that's which one that be, was. Might be Jedi Prince. They're non-canonical even in Legends, so that should tell you something. Oh right? no! Yeah. Oh no! And so I found like these weird Star Wars books, but they've got astounding cover art by Dave Dorman. No, no, no. Um, the other one, Drew Struzan. Drew Struzan's cover art on these is so fantastic and so uh, i found these i was reading them and i was like these are weird my librarian was like oh you like star wars books let me take you back here and showed me Whoa! the shelves they were just wall to wall floor to ceiling and you know like the uh, ac crispin han solo trilogy all the young jedi knights books this is where i got started all the the x-wing books these this was my intro to star wars really read a lot of the new jedi order as it was coming out didn't really know much of what was going on at like 10 years old, what I really latched on to were the Young Jedi Knights and then the Jedi Apprentice, Jedi Quest, Jude Watson books. You ever read those? No, I have not read any of the books that you just mentioned. You could read them all tomorrow. They're like I 100 brought, pages yeah. each. They're they're super breezy. They've held up well. They really have, yeah. especially the, the Jude Watson universe, these young reader books. And so just goes to show like how important it is to have star wars books that are um for every age group you know every audience so yeah. like it hit me right as that 10 11 12 year old range it was like back and forth from young jedi knights to captain underpants right and yeah. um <laughs> that was that's how i got into it besides that you know i read like the bane books in high school you know any of the books that looked edgy with sith lords on the cover <laughs> revan you know all those then i fell out of it just kind of mm -hmm. dropped off. My wife and I were on our honeymoon. And as a couple of book nerds, we went to a bookstore. You know, going to the beach, you're gonna have plenty of time to read. And I found these two collectible volumes of the Young Jedi Knights books. I had forgot they existed. Oh. And so it was 10 years ago this year, I actually just hit uh, had our 10th anniversary, which is also my oh. uh, reacquaintance with Star Wars books anniversary. It was then that I restarted reading the Star Wars books. I'm currently up to date on canon and have read, I'm coming up on my 300th Star Wars book total, oh. not counting rereads, not counting comics. So uh, it's been a fun journey. You might say that I've gone in too deep on the topic. I wouldn't say that, but some <laughs> might say that it's become obsessive, but it's been fun. I, I mean, we wouldn't be here right now if reading Star Wars books was not as fun as it is. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. I I didn't realize until I started talking to more people about this, um, how many people's Star Wars book stories involve some kind of like walking away from it for a while and then coming back. Because like, that's what happened to me. But I thought like, oh, like I just like gave up and then came back. It's like, I think it's just part of like the journey of you're young, you find these books that you love and you kind of like think you've grown out of it because you're like oh i'm not cool i for me it was like i'm too cool for star wars yeah so it's just well, like when we were in high school the the clone wars movie came out yeah and that was just so clearly not what we wanted as high schoolers we didn't mm -hmm. know that the series would get as good as it got but right i was like ah this isn't for me anymore yeah it's fine but all right i'm workshopping an idea meg now that you say that okay like a joseph campbell hero's journey of everybody's Star Wars reading journey. Like there's these essential beats that you have oh, to hit. And shit. one of them, like crossing the threshold, uh, is you've got to at some point walk away. Oh, I want to like Dude. turn this into an episode now. <laughs> it, could, it could be a thing. We'll workshop it after the show. Oh, we have to now because I can't stop thinking about it. No, it's, it's really like everyone has like, oh, I even if someone doesn't remember like what their first specific Star Wars book was, it's always like, oh, I remember I found it through this or, you know, if someone introduced me to it or. Um, yeah. Shout out you know, to my mom who would drop me off at the library because yeah. it was around the corner from her office and she needed to get me out of her hair for the day. <laughs> oh, the nineties. Oh, the nineties. Shout out to libraries <laughs> and, and the nineties and not being able yeah. to go on the internet and just like, look up like, cause I mean, that's what I, when I came back to Star Wars books, you know, I, first thing I did was like try to find a a list of Star Wars books um because I was like I don't know what books there are I don't know what order they go and it was a whole thing um but you couldn't do that in 1990 
eight or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I remember my librarian photocopied, you know, the timeline that was in the old Legends book? Yeah. She photocopied me one of those. No. And then I wore that that single sheet of paper. Like I wore it out. I would write on it, scratch it off. Like it was all wrinkled, like an ancient treasure map by the time that oh. you know, I ended up uh, feel, realizing that it was actually in the books and I didn't have to just hang on to this one sheet of paper. Oh, did you keep it though? No, no, it's gone. No. Yeah. <laughs> How cool would that be if you kept it? Oh, I would frame it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> as if i have any space on my walls for more star wars frames <laughs> you like that's the problem i have but with like bookshelves like i just there's no more <laughs> i think i've officially run out of space i had to like because there's three shelf sections back there i only had two and i had to get another one it's still not enough <laughs> that's why i've stopped actively collecting uh it's just oh. there's no space at the moment i'd have to totally restructure this office that i just finished building a few months ago oh. in order to squeeze yeah. a another star wars book in but um yeah there's there's enough we're like we had friends over last night and i was like all right listen this is gonna be a lot for y'all to take in <laughs> before we even oh. walked upstairs <laughs> oh, no. i'm warning you there's a lot oh and i i mean like we have star wars stuff just like everywhere because it's just like who we are and it's like i don't know man like if you if you like it you got it yeah. Yeah. All right. I've got a whole Thrawn shelf. I mean, just Thrawn. <gasps> really? Um, yeah. There's oh, there, like, there is a lot of Thrawn, to be there's fair. There's all the, I got action figures. I got a, one of these itty bitties from Hallmark. <gasps> one of those. That's, I call Aww. them cute Thrawn. You got <laughs> uh, all, you know, a statue. I've got like a, a bust of Thrawn. Oh, you have the bust. <laughs> I do. I've got the bust. I've got all the books, the alternate covers, including I've even got the Essential Legends collection copy of uh, air to the empire on the shelf wow a central yeah. legends collection what's that <laughs> yeah let's tell the good folks meg i see the way i teed that one up for you it's like in college when one of us would give a a presentation and we'd ask one of our buddies hey when we get to the uh question and answer portion why don't you ask me this question hand him a, a slip of paper yeah yeah that's how that one felt yeah, yeah. so the essential legends collection is this <laughs> initiative from del rey that is re-releasing Legends classics. So some of the staples of the expanded universe in waves of three to four books at a time. What, two or three times a year? Yeah, it's kind of like seasonal, yeah. There's, there's waves, that's right. That way you can budget it because otherwise it would get out of hand. And it, it basically makes Legends books more accessible to people. Instead of having mm -hmm. 200 books to choose from, hey, here's a dozen. Of course, it's growing rapidly. This mm -hmm. initiative got this big banner right across the top essential legends collection these are the ones worth starting with you don't really have to have read anything else in order to start with these mm -hmm. they're in a larger form what are these called meg the bigger floppy ones uh something I, are they just i mean they're not what kind of paperbacks are they there's <laughs> trade paperbacks and there's mass market paperbacks yeah I, a trade, I think trade paperbacks are the bigger ones these are I the trade paperbacks yeah. meg says it that's true <laughs> if i'm um, wrong i'm sorry <laughs> I call them the floppy ones. They, they are they are very floppy. They are the most readable format of any Star Wars book ever printed. Yeah. <laughs> the most readable. They just they feel so good in the hands. They do. They'll lay open for the most part by themselves, not always. Mm. You got to break them in a little bit. Yeah. And they have new cover art. What am I missing? The audiobooks? Yeah, some of them come with audiobooks because a lot of legends books only have if they have audiobooks they're a lot of times abridged audiobooks um so now with some of them they've released full unabridged audiobooks which is my favorite because like i'm mostly consuming books through audiobook at this point because i have a lot to do um the dogs don't walk themselves that's all exactly I gotta the dishes exactly. don't wash themselves either yeah so you gotta you gotta listen to those audiobooks and so at this point, when the initiative is done, every single one of these will have an unabridged audiobook. So the ones that didn't are getting new treatments. It really rounds out the whole program. It's fantastic. Yeah. And um, it's one of the things I love the most about it. They're bringing in some great vocal talent. Sam Whitworth recorded oh, the audiobook for Darth Maul Shadowhunter. It's so good. <laughs> 
it's like i i was listening to it and i'm like i don't have time to re-listen to this when it's over but i really want to because there's just something about listening to sam whitwer do mall it's it's, i have yet to like you know scientifically test this Mm -hmm. but it might be the best star wars audiobook ever made it's very very good um, there's some sentences where he will float back and forth between his mall impression and his Palpatine impression in mm-hmm. the same sentence. Ugh. So it'll be like mall ruminating on what his master would think if he messed up. And he's like, my master would think this is terrible. You know, he, that was awful. That was more of like a, <laughs> like a, a lizard man voice there. Anyway, he can go back and forth between the two voices mm-hmm. in the same sentence. If you have not listened to this, that is what I would spend that first Audible credit on for sure. So it's a really cool initiative. It's accessible to new fans, fun for old ones, because we can get new copies for our shelves. Hey. Yeah, it's like, because when they first announced this, or when we, they first released them and were like, oh, they're not hardcovers, but like hardcovers are great for displaying and like collecting and like having them on the shelf. But like, um, there's just something about these like it it's it's the art it's the the way um you know the covers are arranged but it's just like the feel of them too there's just something they're just they're very soft and like comforting and it makes you want to like they are who needs I a don't security know. blanket yeah. when you've got it, it really books. they're just they're, they're delightful um and i don't know like i have them all lined up on my shelf and they just look really cool <laughs> definitely now i don't want to be too picky about this there have been before we get the angry emails, there mm. have been some quality control issues. Oh no! Not all of the the little golden banners on the spines line up exactly in the same place across yeah, all the books. Yeah, I noticed that. And then some of the covers get like a millimeter from reaching the edge of the book, mm-hmm. so like they cut off a little short, kind of like uh, those tank tops, the trendy ones that the, <laughs> the Gen Zers are wearing. Crop tops. It's yes. kind of like a crop top for Star Wars books, <laughs> a belly shirt. And so some of the quality control has been a little off. However, if you get them on your shelves just right and you get enough of them, you won't notice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, they're, they're probably a little bit cheaper to make, but like the fact that they're re releasing these and making this into a whole thing, because like one of a major problem that a lot of people who want to read Star Wars books have is that it's just so overwhelming. Like canon is overwhelming enough, even if like you start with that and you're like, oh, I don't know what to read first. But like you get into Legends or you tell someone, oh, you know, read this Legends book. Like you don't, like if you don't know where to start or like what the most important ones are, um, you're you're lost and like that I that stops a lot of people from trying because you could you could pick up any random Star Wars book but like if it happens to be part of a series or like you don't know who these characters are right and you try to read it and you're like oh that was an okay book but like I didn't really you know vibe with it because I didn't read what maybe should have come before it um you know it's like it just half of these there's a ton of baggage yeah I mean New Jedi Order and on, you really, there's like a whole list of a dozen to 20, 22 books that you'd need to read before trying to attempt the 19 book series that then is followed by a trilogy, followed by a nine book series, (laughs) followed by another nine book series. There's so much baggage. And so I appreciate Central Legends Collection. Hey, let's make it easy. Start with these. However, at this point, it is the initiative is getting so big that there could come a point where it's not quite that simple. So we'll see. Yeah. And like they're, they're, they decided to like do them, you know, they started them in like a certain order. So like they've done, they did the Thrawn books kind of like they released a couple at a time. So the, the, the original ones and they did those. And then like they did the Bane ones and like, they're trying to do like, Oh, we'll release. Cause they release you know, three or four at a time. And some of them are part of a series some of them aren't so they're trying to like maybe like make it so like oh you can follow along but like at least at least on the covers that are part of a series it says like book one <laughs> because like That's legends, That's legends didn't do that <laughs> it's like no, so, I, did they not all right i'm going I to mean, the shelves meg 
I mean, maybe they did, but like, I don't think it was as obvious <laughs> from what I remember. <laughs> Going to the shelves. The shelves are an important reference point. <laughs> okay, some of them do. Like uh, Dark Force Rising says volume two of the okay. throne, but it's a very fine print. And I yeah. think that's probably one of the only ones that does. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like the X-Wing books don't, and there's 10 of them. Oh, and like, what are they going to do? Because like they're doing in the four, they're called Rogue Squadron now. I mean, like it makes sense, but they're not like X-Wing anymore. But then there's books after the, I don't know. <laughs> there's. Yeah, what specifically what you're addressing there is the X-Wing series. It's mm-hmm. 10 books, but they have story arcs. Mm-hmm. And so the first four are the Rogue Squadron books. Then the next three are the Wraith Squadron books. After okay. that, it gets a little messier, a little bit back and forth, oh, one-off right. adventures. And so what they've done in the Essential Legends collection is they've rebranded them to make it easier, clearer. Mm-hmm. And that is what they've released is the Rogue Squadron series. So um, yeah. what do we have? Uh, Rogue Squadron, Wedges Gamble, Kratos Trap, followed by, soon to be released, the Back to War. That, yeah. will com- that will comprise the Rogue Squadron series, originally known as the X-Wing series. So I just appreciate that it makes it a little bit clearer for new yeah. readers. Yeah. Um, and those books, the Rogue Squadron books that have come out so far, I hadn't read those. Um, I think I might have read one of them for a podcast. Um, but uh, those were really, have been released with audiobooks so far, and so like those were, for the most part, those were that's the first time I was consuming them ever. Um, okay. and, and I love them, and they're great. Yeah, they're great. But like I just like I never got around to them, and so like that's what we mean when we talk about like making this more accessible. Because like me, mostly listening to to audiobooks, being able to finally consume these books that I've wanted to read um so good I mean had you like I guess so far because there's a bunch that have been released so far and there's more coming and like I will um in our newsletter I'll put all this in writing because it's a lot um I'll list out all the books and things like that so you can see them get them um you know read them if you want to but um how many of them had you like were there any that have come out so far that you hadn't read yet or had you read what all of them? What if I told you my answer isn't all that simple? What? <laughs> okay. So <laughs> tell me here's more. The, here's the books that are out. I yes, I had read them all, kind of. Okay. The books that are out so far are Kenobi, Shatterpoint, the Throne trilogy, which is Heir to the Empire, Dark Force Rising, and The Last Command. You've got the Bane trilogy, Path of Destruction, Rule of Two, Dynasty of Evil. As we mentioned, the Rogue Squadron books. There's four of them. You, then we've got Darth Plagueis, Shadowhunter, and Death Troopers with more. Uh, what is it? A, a thousand, hundred thousand more on the way? What's the quote from Attack of the Clones? Million? Is it a million? A thousand? I don't, why do I I'm, not remember? The, I know Legends books, not the movies. <laughs> so anyway, uh, those are the ones that are out so far. Out of all of those, yes, I had read them all, kind of. I had listened to the abridged audiobook of Darth okay. Maul Shadowhunter like five times. It was not one of the more egregiously abridged books. It was still a six-plus-hour audiobook, which is pretty good compared to the originals that had to fit on a cassette tape, (laughs) which were three hours long. You, you you know, butcher a 10-hour, you know, it should have been a 10-hour audiobook into three, and you're losing a lot, which was the original X-Wing books. So I had listened to that abridged audiobook of Shadowhunter a bunch of times and Mm. loved it. Oh, it's just so good. So this was my first read-through in its entirety of Shadowhunter. And it, I, there really wasn't a whole lot that I was missing <laughs> from the abridged <laughs> version, but it was worth it because got Sam Witwer's uh, rendition, which was fantastic. So, so yeah, I had read them all before. Shatterpoint might've been the same way where I'd listened to the abridged version. Mm-hmm. And then Sullivan Jones, shout out to Sullivan Jones was his first Star Wars audiobook performance for Shatterpoint. So he did a great job. Absolutely so great good. job. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, besides that, I had read them all. I've listened to all the audiobooks as they've been re-released. It's been fun. I've mm-hmm. really enjoyed having the X-Wing books on audio. That's yeah. what's especially cool about that. I'm at the very end of the Kratos trap right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've got less than an hour left in the book, which is killing me. <gasps> There's like some prequel music mixed in, Ooh. which is 
like some for like for some of the battles. Uh, mm-hmm. At one point, the Trade Federation music kicks in when they're going into a you know da 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 that mixed with the X-wing books is so awesome because that music didn't exist when yeah. those books were first written. Oh, that's so right. such a weird kind of time capsule that we're experiencing right now. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I just especially love the audiobooks because, um, you know, I listened to a few when I was trying to get into legends more. Um, uh, it wasn't a couple of years ago. Now it was a while ago because <laughs> what is time? Um, but I, I listened to a couple of the abridged audiobooks and I was like, this is fine, but I feel like I'm missing something. I mean, in some cases, let's be honest, you're, you're not missing a ton. Um, but like, I kind of was just like, I listened to a couple and I was like, I will just read them because like, yeah. I just knowing that I'm even, even if it doesn't matter, like, even if they do a really good job of cutting it down, um, I didn't want to feel like I was missing something. So I kind of gave the, up the completionist. Yeah. In you, Meg. It, ooh, I, I'm fine. <laughs> For some of them, it actually does them a favor. Yeah. So like the Bounty Hunter Wars trilogy, for example, Mm. had no business being a trilogy. Oh, no. Oh, man, that story is dragged out across three books. But if it was one, it would have been pretty good. Mm -hmm. Story-wise, the writing is questionable. Um, (laughs) So if you condense all three of those into the length of what should have been one book, it's Mm. still mediocre, but okay, you know. (laughs) Um, right <laughs> but for the most part yeah these you know they're definitely the heavy hitters yeah. i mean it, we absolutely needed an audiobook for shadow hunter for example it's one of the most yeah. underrated star wars books ever written it's flown under the radar so many people have yet to discover that book yeah because let's be honest it just the original cover looked like a classic 2000 legends book right it was just yeah. darth maul's face on the cover boom well <laughs> let's let's give it a little bit more than that now we've got Darth Maul's entire body on the cover. This is this is probably my favorite cover of this collection so far. Um, it's hard to pick, but like as soon as I saw it, I was like, I this might be the one for me. Um, and I, cool. I love yeah. like because that's one thing, you know, because it could have just re-released the books in a new format or whatever, like same book, but, you know, paperback or whatever. But they they did the new all the new cover art too and like it's one of my favorite things about them because they're beautiful um there hasn't been one yet that i really didn't like um because like you know for for some legends books the cover art originally just wasn't super great (laughs) i i'm not a fan of the original um darth bane cover art Yeah. yeah The rule of two in particular is we joked that it was, it looks like it was designed in a PlayStation one. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. It was rough. That, that one was rushed to the print. So mm-hmm. the, it was, a, it was a rush job and the cover artist didn't get done in time. So they had somebody else do a, a quick and dirty. And yeah, so that's, that's one ruins of Dantooine is one that, you know, it's oh, an actual, oh, that one is, it's an actual shot from the video game. And it's just a couple of stormtroopers in a in an ad at or a, an a ATST, the chicken walker, mm-hmm. something like that. Anyway, it's rough. For the longest time, I judged that book by its cover. Oh no! I read it this year. It's okay. It's yeah. not not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, glowing <laughs> review. It's uh, pregnant pause. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, these it's awesome that they're getting new cover art. I mean, th- that's awesome, Del Rey, especially to commission new artists. Yeah. To you know have a go at these. Um, and it's great for the fandom. It's rewarding to Legends fans. Yeah. And it's like, even when, because whenever they announce these new waves, they have like a little picture with the books all lined up to tell you like which ones are coming next. And even those look so great. <laughs> just like, it's just, you, you took these stories that, um, you know, I don't, I don't know how exactly they decide which books are essential um tom says there there is a criteria but he has not talked about it which is fine that's yeah. tom from delray i talk about him as if we're friends <laughs> i don't know it's like jake <laughs> from state farm you have to say it like that tom from delray that's right uh, um, lovely person um, absolutely delightful oh yeah. Um, oh yeah and and so he what if i i'm quoting him as if i'm quoting scripture here right um so I could be, I could be wrong. I seem to remember him saying one of the reasons is qualitative, mm-hmm. one of them, but it's not the only reason. Yeah. 
And so one of the things I like about this is there are some kind of under the radar books. Like, as I said, Maw Shadowhunter, one of the kind of overlooked hidden gems of legends that now is, you know, being brought out into the spotlight, which is very cool. Very cool. There's always like, you know, a couple books, maybe one in each wave that you kind of wouldn't have expected to be part of the collection, which is very fun. We can talk about yeah. some of those. You mentioned your favorite cover art. You said Maw Shadowhunter. Mm-hmm. I currently have all of my Essential Legends collection books sprawled out on the floor right underneath <laughs> my right underneath my feet for quick <laughs> reference so that I can talk about this on the podcast. Let's see here. It's it's very ones. cool to me that um we have enough of these now that that they can be sprawled out in front of you. There's not just a couple. There's a whole I love yeah. It. Oh, I got them out of order too. I'm gonna have to like find <laughs> which ones go in which order now after the show. It's been very fun. Okay, the Heir to the Empire cover, it's not my favorite, but I've got to say it looks like Thrawn is a reptile. <laughs> His skin is very scaly. Interesting. Uh, and it's it's like just kind of the design choice they made for the textured mm-hmm. skin, but yeah, it looks like he's about to shed that skin <laughs> right all over the the chimera okay so that one's fun i love the cumulative effect of all of them lined up together Mm -hmm. the x-wing books each one on their own is not my favorite of any of the waves but the first one is is like a red starfighter helmet with x-wings flying wedges gamble then has a pilot and there's like a like a tie fighter in the goggles Mm. Um, like they're looking at a TIE fighter, which is very cool. And it's got the big blue rebel insignia next to it. Third book, Kratos Trap. Green. So like a boom, bold color choices. This one, it might be my favorite because we've got Yasan Isard mm. front and center on the cover. And she's got her two different colored eyes. I had to look at them. I'm colorblind. I don't know. What are they? Purple and uh, now I'm dug myself into a hole because I'm colorblind. <laughs> anyway, there's the she's got two different colored eyes, and it's very cool on the cover, very striking, very fun that mm. she for the first time ever is featured on the cover of a Star Wars yeah. book. That's Maybe so cool. I, I guess she's on one of the Jedi Academy books. No, oh. for the second time ever featured ah. on the cover of a Star Wars book. So that's my pick. <laughs> there we go. Roundabout way to get there. The Kratos oh. Trap. That's my pick. Oh, yeah. I just I just love those books and like. A lot of these, like I was thinking of Shatterpoint, um, were on my like list of like I'll get to them eventually, but like not a priority because like in my in my mind, I was like, oh, these books are probably really great, but there's just so much else to read. I'll get to them eventually. But like um, because Shatterpoint was one of the first ones to come out and the one of the first um of these new audiobooks. And so I started reading it and I was like, I have been sleeping on this book, and you wouldn't think that just based on like when the book takes place and um you know it's a mace windu centric story and i'm like that's cool but like i don't know but like i read it and i'm like this is why they're doing this initiative because like you never know what you're gonna find um and you could just pick random legends books and get to them but like they're they're just handing them to you they're like here we have we have decided we the literal star wars book experts because it's our job (laughs) have decided that these are very good books that you should read. <laughs> yeah. I got to be honest with you. I didn't hear every word you just said because I realized I misspoke. Oh, no. Dala is on the cover of one of the Jedi Academy books. Oh. Not Isard. And I got them confused and I wasn't going to be able to sleep tonight if I didn't correct that. I was going to lose all my legends cred. Somebody it. out there is screaming in their car at the top of their <laughs> lungs right now at me or they're out walking their dog. And they're just screaming. The dog is like, what's wrong with you? And they're like, this Legends guy thinks he knows what he's talking about. And then he, but yeah, yeah, back to your point. I do appreciate that there are some hidden gems that they are putting back in our hands and saying, Mm -hmm. don't sleep on this one. One of the fun ones coming out soon that fits that category is Yoda Dark Rendezvous. Mm -hmm. This is slated for the next wave of releases. If I am remembering correctly, what is this wave five i think coming out soon in november it uh could be after that anyway it's been announced it's happening yoda dark rendezvous it is um absolutely one of those kind of like hidden gem legends books that i recommend to people all the time Mm. you've got like a a yoda and dooku 
going at each cool. other kind of story. Um, Dooku's trying to make a deal during the Clone Wars to uh, end the Clone Wars, like make a truce or a ceasefire. Or, huh. But Yoda's like, I don't know, trust him, should we? You're right. So he goes to Dooku's spooky castle. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, like he risks his own little green neck it mm-hmm. and goes and it like meets Dooku and is it a trap? I'm not going to say you got to read it. It's <laughs> a great book. book. There's a Padawan in there named Scout. Her mm-hmm. real name is, see if I can do this, Elizabeth Enderwung Estrahazy. Wow. I just am pulling that out, out of my hat. I don't know for a fact if I got that right, but <laughs> I hope I did. She's a great Legends character. And if you, if that name doesn't ring a bell, if Elizabeth Enderwung Estrahazy doesn't ring a bell, well, then you got to do yourself a favor and read Yoda Dark Rendezvous because it absolutely should. <laughs> Fantastic character. I need to also, I'm going to add on this after we Make record. that your ringtone. I have to send you what the Zoom transcription. <laughs> <laughs> the Zoom transcription. I just lost Megan. She's gone. I don't see her anymore. It had, it had a very hard time with that name. That's all I'm saying. Elizabeth Enderwung Estrahazy. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Who knows what that. That is hilarious. Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> Star-, Star Wars names are hard, even for robots. <laughs> <laughs> Beep boop. Yeah. Oh. Way to go. Sorry, robot. It's, that's my fault. Actually, oh. it's who wrote that? Sean Williams? Maybe. Yeah, I, I can't see it from here. <laughs> I'm so, so bad at it. If you wrote a Star Wars, you're great. And also, shout out to anyone who is listening to the show while walking their dog, because like, if you're that dedicated, <laughs> To listening to my show i really appreciate you you're great yeah shout out to all the dog walkers all the cat walkers too do people walk their cats i mean maybe i've seen cats on leashes before that's I don't know. something else wow <laughs> yeah we're just gonna we're gonna go ahead and say it shout out to all the cat walkers too <laughs> um, and then the, any other pets that you may walk <laughs> we're not about to start listing them all off <laughs> Not about to happen. Well, we mentioned that Yoda Dark Rendezvous is coming out in the next wave. What else has been announced that we haven't mentioned so far? The uh, the Old Republic mm. books. Have we talked about those? Oh yeah, those are oh those are coming out. They have not yet. Okay, I, for some reason you said that, and I was like, Bane came to my brain. I mean, it's same. It's not the same, but it's way far back in way before prequels times. Um, yeah. So like two of the. No, eventually all of the Old Republic books. So Revan, I don't, the order is very confusing. Like it if you try to look this up. standalones and yet they're yeah. also part of a series. Yeah. But you, you don't have to have read any of the other ones in the series in order to read the one that you want to read. Right. They're all video game tie-in novels to SWOTOR. And the two that are that have been announced that are part of the Essential Legends collection that are coming out are the Old Republic Deceived and the Old Republic Revan. Hmm. Now, Meg. Yes. Up until this, I think they've done a fantastic job <laughs> choosing Legends books that are really good for first-time readers. I'm not sure that if I was calling the shots, I would have included the Old Republic books. I have a, my theory on that. Okay. Is that I like think they're going to make money? That's what <laughs> I think. Well, yes. <laughs> But like, I think there is something to, because this is kind of a um, a guideline that I use when I'm recommending books also for people who are trying to read for the first time or trying to read different things, um, is like a lot of people at least like know what the Elder Public was or they've heard of it or they've seen someone playing the game or they played the game or they like know, oh, Revan is an important character, even though, you you know, say what you want about the books, whatever. Um, yeah. But- it could go either way. Yeah, but um, I think like there is value in putting them in this collection, knowing that like a lot of people at least probably have heard of it before. And so like maybe that's a little less intimidating. Though you're just like, oh, okay, Revan, I've heard that name before. Let's read this book and check it out. I mean, like I would also play the games um if you want to because I think they're pretty great. I I still have not finished the first one i tried <laughs> i tried here. i you? never did i never did i was so I was getting a bear. There. it's a bear I, oh, it's it just, really is yeah, yeah. It, so i 
I think that the book, I think they'll do well. I think that Deceive mm-hmm. is okay. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. And that Revan is okay. Um, you've got to go in feeling like, you know, manager expectations. Revan is not entirely about Revan. Yeah. yeah there's yeah, been a lot of time with a Sith Lord mm. who doesn't really want to be a Sith Lord. <laughs> and, it, it, and if you go in and say like, all right, I'm reading a Star Wars book. Surprise me. Give me something good. Then yeah. it can be good. Um, yeah. But I do think that the covers look great. And I think that, uh, that a lot of people will read these, which is cool. Um, yeah. I don't know if they would have made my list, but I'm not in charge. I just get to talk about this stuff on podcasts. <laughs> oh, oh, well, that's a really good question. Like not counting. Okay. We have, we have like a whole list of what's been released and what's been announced so far. Like if you were deciding what the next unannounced wave of essential legends collection books were, do you know what you would pick? I mean, like, that's a big question for just asking you off the top of your head. <laughs> yeah. I'm interested in your picks too. At the beginning of the show, I had none. I was like, no, nah, I think they've pretty much done it. Mm-hmm. My list has already grown to one, two, three, four, five, Ooh. six, seven, eight. Yeah, I've got eight picks, so you can't oh. squeeze those all into one wave. So I'll give a few. Yeah. One, the AC Crispin Han Solo trilogy. So good. So I would put the Paradise Snare in my wave. Go ahead and like get the trilogy kicked off with the glitter stem. And the telepathic uvulating, uvulating rhinos, the ones that, <laughs> that uh, they jiggle, they, they have vibrations that are yeah. addicting to people and they form a religious cult oh, around so... their, the feelings they give people when they yeah. vibrate. They're, it's a great series. You're going to love it, everybody. So, it, it really is good. <laughs> so that's what I would do. I put Paradise Snare in the wave. Mm. I might do the courtship of Princess Leia. Oh, I'm not gonna thing. act like it's the most thought-provoking Star Wars book ever written, but it is entertaining. It's pulpy, mm-hmm. and it is foundational for Legends. Yeah. There's a lot established in that book that becomes mm-hmm. relevant much later in the timeline. It's relevant, I think, for canon readers. You've got uh, the Rancors on Dathomir, mm-hmm. Night Sisters. I mean, all of that will be familiar to canon fans. Um, if you've seen Clone Wars, I mean, all that's going to ring a bell and you're going to say, oh, wow, I can't believe that was from this book where Han kidnaps Leia in an <laughs> attempt to woo her. So, But it's fun. It's good. And yeah, well, I don't know if it's great, but it's uh, it definitely could be included in the, uh, the Central Legends collection. And then my third pick for the wave might be Outbound Flight. So the Timothy Zahn Thrawn novel mm-hmm. set, uh, what is it before? So it's after episode one. So it's before episode two. Yes, I think so. Yeah, so you get uh, get the original Sabayoth, who then comes up later in the Thrawn trilogy. You've got uh, Anakin and, and Obi-Wan doing some, some Jedi stuff. Um, you got Thrawn. Introduction of Aralani, I think, is in that book. I think so, yeah. So it, it's, I think, even referenced, at least uh, in passing, in one of the newer Thrawn books. Mm-hmm. So that, that'd be a good wave. I think those could all make it very easily. Um, how many do I get to include in my wave? Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's you probably keep enough. going if you that's, want That's to. probably <laughs> enough. Lost Tribe of the Sith by John Jackson Miller. It was a collection of short stories, but the way they all kind of counterpoint each other and then mm-hmm. form this broader narrative about this ancient tribe of abandoned Sith trying to form a society um, out on this lone world. And you've got some uh, very, very fun short stories the way they all come together. Um, it does tie into the Fate of the Jedi series much later on the timeline, mm-hmm. but it's not essential that you read that in order to appreciate the book. So there you go. That's my wave. There you go. You got, some, you got some Han, you got some Sith, some Thrawn. Well-rounded, don't you think? I love it. What am I missing, Meg? What would you include? Um. Oh man. Okay. So, what are the what are the book? What are they called? Do I, I don't want to have to go look. Um. Those. It's the two book series about. It's like one. Leia has one, and Han has one. It takes place like between. Uh-huh. Um, the, yeah. Uh, is it in between? Glad this came up, Meg. I get to tease okay. you. What? Yeah, yeah. So they're in the... 
This is the Empire and Rebellion duology. Yes, that. These were released right before the Legends canon split. Mm-hmm. The very tail end of Legends, Del Rey was saying, like, we want to focus on some original trilogy era books. We want to focus on our core characters. Let's get back to basics here. Honor Among Thieves is fantastic. It's so um, good. The, what's, the, what's the Leia book called? Razor's Edge? It's very good, too. Yes. Um, I, there was I, a I, third book originally oh no. intended. <laughs> There's a third book originally intended to be part of this trilogy, and then the Legends canon split. Karate chopped it into canon. No. And that book <laughs> I did forgot. not make the cut to be in Legends. That book is uh, Heir to the Jedi, Mike's oh. all-time favorite Star Wars book. All featuring right, right, I, Luke using the Force <laughs> on noodles. That's how Luke learned to move things with the Force was on his bowl of noodles. All right, all right. I need to explain. <laughs> I need to briefly explain this because, all right. So I, I read Heir to the Jedi, and I initially had feelings about it. Not all of those feelings were positive. So I went. <laughs> I went on my Instagram That's way to say it. I went on my Instagram and I wrote this review and I and it, I didn't delete it. It's still there if you scroll back far enough. I was not nice. And by not nice, I was probably harsher than I've ever been since in a Star Wars book review. And we'll ne- I will never write a review like that again. But I I was not happy. Well, I did not enjoy never it. A Star Wars book <laughs> like that ever written again. Well, but you know, like okay. In its defense, it was an experiment. It's written in first person. Yeah. It it was a different kind of Star Wars book. I was not prepared. Um, but you know what? I I have this philosophy that like sometimes if you try something like a Star Wars book and you don't love it, let it sit for a while, have your feelings, yeah. go back and try it again. I have not done that yeah. yet. I have not gone back to it. But I feel like if I did and when I do, I will have a much more positive outlook. And as I'm talking about this, it is, it is not a, like a bad book. I'm not saying like don't read it. I just... Sometimes when you're also reading a book and you're just not in a great place in your life as you're reading yeah, it, like sure, it affects the way you read mm-hmm. stuff. So like, I think just yeah. a combination of different things made me give it like have, a terrible score. <laughs> I have Oops. had that happen to me with books. Queen's Shadow. I hated mm-hmm. my first read through. Oh, just hated yeah. it. My second read through, I loved it. Yeah, I have never been so hot and cold on a book before. Mm. Um, I mean, I was, I wrote, I think my, my Goodreads review of Queen's Shadow, my first time, in fact, uh, I had an angry commenter who rebuked me for what a bad rating I gave it. I gave it one (laughs) sentence, which was, well, that was severely disappointing. (gasps) No. And then I changed my mind on it. I, I actually really love it. And so it can happen. It can happen. I will not be rereading Heir to the Jedi, but you're welcome oh. to, Meg. You're welcome to. Anyway, it is not a part of that series. Those would both be great inclusions in the series. They're accessible Han and Leia stories. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely fantastic Legends books. So good. I'm trying to think of more um, because like a lot of my favorites, like Kenobi, they've already done. Um, the Thrawn books they've already done, mm-hmm. which makes it, I mean, you can't like, you couldn't do a collection like this and not include the original Thrawn books. Like I read them. They were not my first Thrawn. I wouldn't say they're my favorite Star Wars books ever, but like, I understand the foundational value of them. Like there's some of my favorite Star Wars books ever. Yeah. It, I, just, I mean, it's, I reread them almost every year. Mm, well, it's they the fact that like before these books, Star Wars books really weren't what we know them as now. Like there were some Star Wars books, there were Star Wars comics, but like until that Thrawn trilogy, it just wasn't like Timothy Sawn just like, did a thing it's very important he Um, reignited the universe number one new york times bestseller it beat (sighs) out i just looked this up the other day for an article i was writing it beat my cat just bit me i'm in her chair no (laughs) um how dare you yeah hey meg says how dare you (laughs) um let's see here no you were talking to me weren't you you were talking to me okay the it beat out Stephen King's The Stand. What? I did not. I did not know that on the New York Times bestseller list. That's <laughs> that right. wild. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, oh. So, so those those obviously are in. Um, I don't know. Count the original the 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 prequel novelizations. Revenge of the Sith could 
you know, definitely qualify. <gasps> it's iffy on if it is legends mm. or not. It's, I, I feel like they almost need to do something separate with that because like, I mean, I yeah. talked about this in my, um, Canon versus legends episode. Film novelizations are like, especially like the prequel ones or the ones that are not the sequel trilogy. Um, they're not Canon, but they're also not legends. So it's hard to like, because it's like yeah. they're Canon until they contradict something that happens in a movie or like you take revenge of the Sith, for example, like it's, it's not the movie, but it's also not Legends because it's based on a movie that it is is canon. So it's but very it confusing. It a lot of Legends books, but it sure does. I, <laughs> I need. I haven't reread it in a while. I need to. Yeah, um, I'm having this debate with people almost every week. Okay, here's a couple more. Speaking of Revenge of the Sith, they relate very closely to it. The other two books in the dark, the Dark Lord trilogy, mm, the, the unofficial yes. trilogy wasn't written as a trilogy but it's since been marketed as one mm -hmm. <laughs> i mean like Wars it makes sense it's, it it works <laughs> those books are both by james Lucino, labyrinth of evil it's the immediate prequel to episode three mm -hmm. and then dark lord of the oh no this one's got a long title doesn't it oh star wars what have Is you done it... to me it's called dark lord colon the rise of darth vader oh goodness <laughs> both of those Whoops. The both of those would be great inclusions. Slap Darth Vader on a cover, you know people are gonna mm. buy it. Those are good books. They're great. I books really, too. really That's enjoyed right. those. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like I'm surprised I haven't read more books that are like set in the prequel trilogy that are legends because like that's like my that was like my favorite era, like around that time is like around like the Clone Wars. Um, I don't know, I just missed a lot of it somehow. Well, Maybe that's luck, like Meg. the the uh Republic Commando series is being released as part of this. Uh, part of this initiative so we've got the first of them by karen travis hard contact republic mm -hmm. commando hard contact has been uh announced that it's going to be one of the the next waves so we mm -hmm. can all celebrate our love for murd the hermaphroditic oh. six-legged bird dog those those books were the first time we ever podcasted together it was so awkward it was so, it was so awkward I I would love to go back and listen to those now, but I don't, don't think do I it, could. Meg. Don't do it, Meg. Because, don't do it, well, Meg. Somebody also, stop, Meg. Fun fact. It's like I hadn't really – I had podcasted before that, but not like a ton. Like I'd, I'd done mostly like guest stuff. Um, So just like it, I didn't <laughs> didn't really know how to podcast. <laughs> I said, hey, I need you to read some books for this podcast. Oh, hey, by the way, I need you to read four of them in like two weeks. <laughs> Okay, I bye. remember it was New Year's Eve. I was just sitting on my couch reading books for the podcast because we were recording like two days after that. Oh, that was a time. Yeah, we've learned oh. a lot since then. But um, those those are going to be great to include in mm -hmm. this series. She's Karen Travis cutting a lot of flack for a lot of stuff. Some of it mm -hmm. having to do with the way she wrote those books. I'm not going to weigh in on all that right now. I think as they are <laughs> for what they are you might love them i happen to be in the camp that loves them a lot of people don't um and if you don't i don't care they're great books and i'm very excited for more people to discover them yeah if um if you really like like mandalorian lore and like that type of stuff like there's a lot of that in there that like even if it, the story and the writing is not like your favorite like i think that stuff is really interesting too Sorry, my puppy just destroyed something downstairs. I'm like, oh, wow, no. who knows what that was? Uh -oh. <laughs> yeah, definitely timely with the Mandalorian lore for sure. Oh, well, I um, yeah, I we don't know like because there's no like timeline on this collection. So, like we don't know how long it's gonna go. We don't know how far in right. they're gonna go with all these. Um, but I am really, really looking forward to just all of it um and just like the fact that like we now have an excuse to like talk about these books more because it's no longer like oh i like this legends book can we just randomly talk about it one day it's like oh these three legends books are being re-released we can talk about them again and yeah, more people can get excited yeah that's it's, right yes it's it's good for content planning but also just good for the fandom in general it is and i think legends fans have been in a weird spot mm -hmm. over the last eight years since the legends canon split mm -hmm. 
there was a contingency of fans who did not take the news well mm-hmm. that Legends was going to be, you know, relegated to an alternate universe and that, uh, you know, Disney was going to go a new direction with the sequel films, which is honestly uh, one of, they only had a couple of options on how they're going to do those. One was, let's give our storytellers creative freedom instead of, you know, bound them to uh, these books that were written 30 years ago mm-hmm. and make them just make adaptations. It, and so I think uh, on paper, it was the right move mm-hmm. to make Legends its own universe. One of the things that was good about that is it it made a closed canon. That's the wrong word yeah. to use now because canon means the other thing. It's- it closed the universe, <laughs> a bookend. Yeah, it was like yeah. what's done is done. What's written is written. Yeah, There's a bunch. Go enjoy them. They're not going anywhere. And because some fans' outcry to that was so ugly, give us more Legends um, go back to those books, keep finishing that series, and have not necessarily treated the creators well. It has painted a lot of us in a bad light. Mm-hmm. Some of us just love these books, and that's yeah. all there is to it. Right. And you know, you can enjoy canon alongside them. You don't have to read canon, not not required. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that finally Legends fans are being thrown a bone by Del Rey. Yeah. Um, because not all of us were the ones that made the billboard right so <laughs> some, some of us just want to like be acknowledged and uh loved and yeah you know, throw throw us a bone here and there give yeah. us some new covers and some audiobooks and uh we're perfectly happy exactly and like it's a it's okay to love these books and want to celebrate these books and it's like now like now your books are being celebrated almost it's like um you know you might read like the Thrawn trilogy again in, with these new books and these new covers and you're like I remember it takes you back to like reading them for the first time however many years ago yeah. it might have been for you and it's really something special it's it's this collection is meant for you know the fans who read legends before they were legends and want to re-experience that and want to recollect that and want that to continue to be, to be part of um their fandom and their reading but like it's also for at the same time, people who have maybe have not experienced them ever before. And like right. bringing those two together is like, it does something very Beautiful special thing. for Star Wars readers in general, because everyone can finally come together and like, you know, just even if, because you're not going to love every Star Wars book you read and, you know, not yeah. every Legends book is, is, is great. Um, You know, oh. and we say that with love. Looking at you, the Lando Calrissian <laughs> trilogy. Oh no! I have not. I, I haven't read, read that one yet. <laughs> I just read them. Oh no! Uh, they're rough. Oh, I, no. Now that I've finished the trilogy, I can look back and say, okay, there's actually some good things going here, but uh-huh. I, it was a slog to get through. Ugh. The 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 conclusion of the trilogy, I do think they're worth reading because the payoff at the end oh. is one of the most satisfying reading oh, experiences I've ever had in my entire life. I love what that. happens to the villain in the end? It is so incredibly. Uh, not what you would expect it's just a, a fantastic twist ending and so um but they were rough, rough, rough. <laughs> I, I saved i'm at the very last the very end of my legends read through and i've saved the books for last that i didn't want to read <laughs> which was not a great tactic oh no because the ones i'm trying to read now um they're not top tier mm. they're not top tier i'll say that much yeah <laughs> so it, you know tough. what it happens. Some of these books were written a while ago. You know, like Legends, I just like to think of Legends. Like it just, there wasn't, let's, we'll put it this way. There wasn't always a lot of structure, you know? And sometimes storytellers were just given, you might say, a little bit too much creative freedom. And you know what? That is not on the writers. It's not on anyone in particular. It's just how it happened. And those books still exist. You can still buy them. You can still read them. And you know what? In the, in the scope of, I don't know why I just made this gesture because no one can see it but you. In the, in it's a great the, gesture. Great gesture. In the larger scope of Star Wars books, like they still matter because like they're part of the bigger whole, which yeah. means that, you know, without them, it wouldn't be the whole. Um, So they still and matter. And like evolution to, to get exactly. where we are now. Yeah. So like, that's yeah. why on Instagram, on this podcast, on Twitter, when I say like Star Wars books are good, like, we're talking about the whole collective, like the fact that they exist, you know, I'm just happy that they're still making them because it could have been, they wouldn't have done this, but like it very well could have happened maybe in some other alternate timeline that like when, you know, when the changeover happened, Star Wars books could have just stopped and that would have been it. 
but like here we are not only getting don't say that meg i you know what it just that could aren't 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 you so grateful though that it didn't right you know yeah we're so lucky um we're so lucky to get like and you think about it now i don't know like off the top of my head how often like legends books just came out um but like it feels like we are getting a new star wars book like monthly at this point and like i think that's beautiful person can keep up with really honestly yeah it's it is about as much it's hard to even have time for legends (laughs) it's hard to exactly there's there's a lot but like um you know that's why we celebrate it because like it even if not every star wars book is for you even if you don't love it for whatever reason like it's still it's still part of the thing and like we're here we're here to uh I, you know, with these books, like criticism is valid. Honesty is valid, but like never negativity toward a writer or or a creator. Just like it's, you can be critical of the thing constructively, um, which I think many, many people need to learn that. But um, you and I, and uh, we're very good at that. So you can, you can read a book and put it down. Yep. You don't have to go yell at anybody. Yep. You can just put it down. You can say, yeah. And that happens to me all the time. All the time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll read a book and I won't I won't write a review. I just, you know, yep. uh, didn't dig it. I see other people are digging it. And I just let them dig it. And I, I just wish that more people would, more people would be like me, Meg. <laughs> That's a terrible <laughs> way to say that. Um, no, no, no. I, no like I, I said, I, I've, I've yeah. said a thing a time or two that I shouldn't have said. Yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, the Queen's Shadow you know for uh, oh no that review i left it which i shouldn't have somebody quoted okay. a bible verse at me a bible verse. i'm a preacher they quoted what? a bible verse at yeah. me to rebuke me for my bad review oh yeah yeah oh. i was like the bible ouch oh like yeah i think like after after my um heir to the jedi uh reaction i kind of have learned also to be like um honestly like these days like i'm so happy to have star wars in my life that i'm not super critical all the time like just because like star wars is my joy and that's just how it is but like if they're if i do come across something i don't love i kind of just don't really say anything about it and i kind of just let it go and like there's just you know star wars is not real i mean it's great we're here to celebrate it it's fake and in space and like sometimes if you don't like it you can just move on someone on instagram today was like move along move along i don't like this book that i haven't read and i was like do you are you trying to start something with me <laughs> oh just... we about to do it you guys i don't like just, this yeah. book that i haven't read that <laughs> is i gotta I, go tell my wife that that's hilarious. I, just, I just can't um you know what i don't it's, like this book that i haven't read it, it was that, i mean it wasn't should be it wasn't exactly that but it was basically that was the premise of Sure. People are people are people yeah. are something else. <laughs> That's right. That's right. There's good ones and bad ones and everything else in between. Ugh. Just like legends. Just like legends. And uh, I'm happy that uh, a lot of people are going to be getting their hands on some of these. I'm glad mm-hmm. that Del Rey is uh, continuing this initiative. We'll see how long it continues. At this at this rate, we've got a really solid essential legends collection, a solid stable of books. I'm gonna have to pick up off my floor when this is over. <laughs> And um, the audiobooks are really stacking up. Shout out to the, the audiobook narrators who are just knocking that out of the park. Sam, Sam Whitwer and Sullivan Jones and Mark Thompson. Uh, I got to interview Mark Thompson at Star Wars Celebration. That is fantastic. Uh, a three and a half minute interview. Oh, gotta love it. <laughs> about the, about the Gritos trap. Oh. And uh, it was great. It was great. He's a delightful human. And so mm. um, uh, they're doing a great job. The All the, all the cover artists are doing a marvelous job on these as well. And so um, it's a great initiative all, there, all around. Sometimes I like to just walk into the local bookstore and pick them up and hold them, look at them a little bit, even though I already own them. I love that. <laughs> and I'm sure you will be uh, talking about them um, on your show. So uh, why don't you tell everyone uh, where they can find you and that and uh, all the Star Wars things that you are doing on the internet. Yeah, for sure. Our podcast is called Legends Look Back. Meg's on quite a bit of them, quite a few of them. What's the right word to use there? Few? It was She's more than a few, but like... Quite a gaggle of them. <laughs> um, sure. And we are talking about Legends books every single Thursday night. And um, Legends Look Back to the show. 
we just covered the Kratos traps. So um, following along with the, the Essential Legends collection as they are released, we are going to cover Darth Maul Shadowhunter as our next roundtable here in Ooh. a couple of weeks. So very excited to get to just absolutely nerd out over one of my very favorite Star Wars books ever. If you want to talk to me more specifically, I'm on Twitter at Jared Q. Mays. Love it. It has been so great podcasting with you again. And thank you yeah, so much for uh, for coming on and talking about books with me because it is my favorite thing. Yeah, it's been wonderful. I've had a great time. Thank you all so much for listening. I was so honored to have Jared on the show and um, I will have to have him back again to talk more legends and uh, maybe we can uh, discuss uh, uh, some books that we've talked about uh, on podcasts before. Um, It was so great to start recording with him and just fall right back into things as they used to be. Um, I I hope that... uh, I hope that you enjoyed uh, listening to us talk about these books because they mean a lot to both of us. And um, I'm sure because they're legends, maybe they mean a lot to you as well. And that's why I wanted to talk about them. So the next Essential Legends collection books come out on November 1st, which is coming up a lot faster than I realized because I hadn't had them uh, pre-ordered yet because I do not get copies of these sent to me. I choose to buy them for my collection because they're just so great so november 1st that is two weeks from today so you have if you have not pre-ordered your copies do that i'll put a link in in the description and in the newsletter which i will actually release this week because you know what is hard is keeping up with newsletters because they just they're so great but they do they're a lot added on to a lot more work you know what i love making this podcast and that is not a complaint um We're just going to keep going as we are because the show is so fun. I'm going to stop rambling. Thank you for listening and uh, see you next week. Now This Is Lit is part of the Faraway Fandom Network and is written, produced, hosted, and edited by me. Jose Jimenez designed our podcast art. If you would like to keep up with the show, you can follow Now This Is Lit at Star Wars Lit Pod on Twitter. If you'd like to support the show, subscribe to that newsletter that will continue to get updated, I promise. For more book reviews and and just great pictures of books and, and book celebration all around, follow Star Wars Book Reviews on Instagram.